0: Hi everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Resiliency in Running Podcast. My name is Liz and I will be your host. I'm so excited for today's episode because it's the final episode before I go off and run Berlin Marathon 2022, which will be marathon at number four for me and I'm answering some questions from you guys today. So just sit back and relax and we'll just jump right into the episode. Wow I can't believe that we're finally at the end of marathon training and this has been the fourth time going through a marathon training plan and I really feel like each different training plan I change differently and I'm improving differently and just working on different parts and aspects of my running and I feel like every time I go through a marathon training block I feel like I learn so much more about myself and I love doing episodes like these just kind of reflecting and recapping because I feel like they're really insightful and kind of helpful for people that are interested in running their first marathon or how marathon training looks like in general and what that prep looks like. But I just figured that I would do an episode today not only kind of recapping what this experience has been like, but also looking at some of the questions that you guys have asked to answer those and kind of talk more about just specific topics. But before we get into that, we'll start with some highs and lows. All right, so my high for the week is definitely the Berlin trip coming up. I'm super pumped, and I'm really excited to experience this with Jack. It's our first time like traveling via airplane, I guess, and it's yeah, I'm just really excited because I love fitting like marathons into trips, so kind of like creating more of an experience outside of the race itself. And I've never been to Berlin, so I'm super excited. I asked months ago for recommendations from you guys on Instagram, so I need to go and dig some of those. Those recommendations up because I got quite a lot from you guys so I'm super excited and yeah I'm just really excited to travel take time off I've mentioned in previous episodes that I'm also in the process of like moving jobs so I'm I've only got like three more actual work days in my current job which is crazy and yeah, I'm just really excited to kind of have this time to go to Berlin and have a really nice time. It'll also be Jack and I's one year from when he asked me to be his girlfriend. Um, So super cheesy, but I'm really pumped. I've never dated someone for a year and I never thought that I would kind of get to this point. So it's a really big celebration point, I think, for both of us. And I'm just really, really excited. My low for the week, I think, is definitely that my parents have just left and they were with us for a few days in London. and. And I had seen my dad in Miami a few months ago, but I hadn't seen my mom in such a long time. Like, well over a year and a half nearly two years and there's just something about spending time with your parents and hugging your parents and lots of things happened while they were here they met jack and then they met jack's parents and it was just a really lovely time but then when we were saying goodbye to them at the train station i thought that i had it all together and then i kind of just broke down after they got on the train they didn't see but if they're listening then i'm exposed (laughs) um because i definitely felt like i was trying to hold it together and be strong. But it's always hard living abroad. And it's hard living away from your family and your parents. But I'm already counting down to Thanksgiving. So I will see them very, very soon. But without further ado, let's just jump into the episode. All right, before we get into the questions, mostly because none of the questions are asking this, and this is always such an interesting topic to me, but I, this might be TMI, but I'm actually just finishing my period, which is so lucky, like six days before, five days before my marathon, and... I've heard of so many stories of women running on their periods or like running while you have to like go to the bathroom and that's always like my worst fear so I'm super super grateful that <laughs> I am finishing my period out just about a week before and yeah I feel like there's just so much kind of mental prep and you know mentality that goes into getting yourself ready for race day I know that there's some questions around like marathon outfit as well it all is like just down to the nitty-gritty details and then like with training travel as well you have to think about how you're going to pack. I actually posted an Instagram story today asking about whether or not people recommend a shakeout run before a marathon. I've personally never done a shakeout run in the three marathons that I've run so far and I don't tend to because my muscles like specifically my hamstrings and my quads and my calves tend to get really tight and I think it's just from the anxiousness and like the stress of knowing that a marathon is like you know the next day or something and jack got a massage gun that really helps those muscles out and i use that before the paris marathon but I know that I've heard of a lot of people that go for that shakeout run just to shake out the nerves and shake out the legs either the day before or two days before. So I think that Jack and I might do that in Berlin. It'll be my first time and I think that it would be good just to kind of calm the nerves and kind of get to know Berlin a bit. So that's kind of my thought process at the moment and lots of people did recommend that I do it. So I think that that's definitely going to be something that I do ahead of the marathon. But let's just start with that question around marathon outfit because that is sort of the yeah the big thing that I'm kind of currently thinking of just as I'm I haven't started packing Um, we're still two days out but for my marathon outfit I'm going to definitely be wearing my signature white baseball cap that I wear like all the time it's from Nike people have asked before but you can't tell because the Nike logo has fallen off from so many times being in the washer and that's always just like a good hat for me and I definitely just need to get more hats I've been wanting to make resiliency and running hats I'm not making any problems but I think I'll definitely try and prioritize that for like next year and making hats like that to like sell and maybe just raise money for charity but I definitely need more hats but that's kind of you know the starter I'll wear a hat and then I've got my Alzheimer's Society shirt that I'll be wearing as you guys know I'm running with their charity team for the Berlin Marathon 2022 I am on the brink of hitting my fundraising target which is great and I'm just super super pumped and it's such a meaningful charity team to me as well because as I've mentioned before on the podcast my grandpa Jack actually died of vascular dementia in 2018 and so I'm running in honor of him for him and yeah I'm just really excited so that's the top that I'll be wearing and then I this is a new one I think I'm gonna go with biker shorts for my bottoms just because I think that I tend to kind of run better when I'm not wearing like leggings and I don't know if it makes sense to anyone But I essentially always used to wear leggings like no matter what I would never wear shorts because I always had like problems with my legs chafing and I always just felt really insecure about like how big my thighs were and my calves were so I would always wear leggings but recently this summer I really found that I was I kept wearing leggings for my long runs and time and time again I would always get super warm by mile two and I know that it's getting colder and we're like well into autumn now but I think that I just feel a lot lighter and freer when I'm wearing like shorter pants if that makes sense and I've heard people talk about like how they like to wear less clothing specifically because they just don't want like you know too much material on them while they're running and so I think I'm going to go with biker shorts which is a first for me because I've run every other marathon in like long leggings that go to my ankles and I just want to feel a little bit lighter and just have that coolness. The weather forecasted for the day is about 50 it's a low of 50 degrees Fahrenheit with a high of 59 degrees Fahrenheit so I think it's going to be pretty decent weather. But again, I'm just thinking about, you know, me in the future running 26 miles and how I will be super sweaty. Um, So yeah, I think we're going to go with biker shorts for the bottoms. Shoes wise, I'm going to wear my Carbon X3s. You guys know that I love the Carbon X series of shoes from Hoka. I wore the X2s for some of my other marathons and I wore the X3s for Paris. And so I'll wear them again for Berlin. I might start kind of looking looking into some of the Nike shoes though, next year, I I may have mentioned in a previous episode that I've signed up for Manchester Marathon um, for 2023, but I definitely have heard so many good things about like the Nike Alpha Flies or Vapor Vapor Flies, but I think that I would definitely need to like take time to really test those out and make sure that they can actually like fit my foot and like actually feel good. But for me, the Carbon X3s have always felt really good and I just love the feel of them. So those are going to be the shoes that I wear for race day and those will actually be the shoes that I likely wear for both Berlin and London Marathon. So those will be the go-to shoes. I will be wearing my hydration backpack. That's always a like no brainer for me and there have been people that have messaged me to say like you know you don't need to wear um, a hydration backpack because there's water stations. The water stations are not enough for me and I drink so much water when I'm running long distances and I think one of my longer 20 mile runs over the summer I had to go and refill my two liter water backpack and so I'll definitely need the hydration backpack for sure in that I'll bring with me six gels and I'm actually gonna be mixing up the gels as well so I've got two goos which are usually my go-to a strawberry banana and a salted caramel I've got two huma gels which I know everyone tells you not to try gels for the first time during a race but I've heard such good things and one of the girls that follows the podcast actually her name is Avery she gave me a couple during her last park run so I really want to try them out during the Berlin Marathon and then I actually have two other gels that I got from my half marathon race recently that are quite literally just honey and sea salt and I'm really interested to try those and see how those work but I know that the Berlin Marathon itself has also said that they've they're going to have stations with water electrolytes gels all sorts of things so I know that I will be well equipped myself but also there will be many aid stations sort of along the way but yeah that's kind of what I'm going to be wearing for my marathon outfit i'll definitely be taking lots of videos as i usually do but i really want to focus on getting a good time i'm really feeling a super strong feeling that i'm gonna pr at least by like a minute or something but i i think just kind of off of the last half marathon race that i did the other weekend i'm feeling really strong on my running and this kind of leads into the next question around what around someone asking would love to hear about the specific improvements you've seen from strength training and this is a topic that i really want to focus on because in every other training block that I've ever done for marathons, I've never incorporated strength training and it has made the biggest difference to me during this training cycle. And I really wanna talk about strength training because it's such, it's been such a game changer for me and I believe it's such a game changer for runners. And I think it's not something that you really think about kind of creating a combination of both strength training and running. But when you think about when you're running and especially those long distances and your hips start to hurt, your knees start to hurt that's where the strength training comes in all those hours at the gym doing squats lunges etc and just building up that strength in your legs in your back you know kind of full body not just focused in the legs And I strongly believe that my strength training that I've incorporated during this training cycle has directly attributed to my half marathon PR because going into that half marathon, I only was aiming for a sub two half marathon PR and I ended up with a sub 150. So that's you know, well over 11 minutes and well over what I even thought I was going to get close to. And so I think that strength training really helps you not only run faster, but I think just aids in that recovery time as well for your running and also just makes you feel like you can keep running for longer. And I feel like strong and I don't feel like I'm going to be slowing down or I'm that I'm like feeling pains anywhere. And so I think that, Those are kind of some of the ways that strength training has really helped improve my running and that's kind of just me personally and I've only done it, I've only been doing it for the last few months, but I just wanted to share that piece and really answer that question as well because I think strength training is something that a lot of runners don't do, a lot of runners don't think about, but really should because it can make a world of a difference in your running. The next question is asking around what my nutrition is looking like this last week. So, Especially with going to Berlin, we're definitely going to be ramping up a lot of the carbs. And I love kind of incorporating that as well. Like I said earlier, with just that travel, also going and experiencing the food in different countries. That was a big part of going to Paris for me that I thought was so fun is being able to have like pasta and pastries and croissants and just all the carbs before race day. I love just, you know, being able to incorporate new foods and trying out new foods. And I know that that's not like... Super highly recommended for like stomach problems wise. But I think... For me, I like to look at food as more of a fun thing rather than something that I'm measuring or counting. So while I am trying to incorporate more carbs in this last week, I'm not necessarily trying to hit a certain number for the amount of grams of carbohydrates that I'm having per day. That for me just doesn't work. It never has worked. And so that's not something that I personally will recommend to any listeners. And you know, it might work for someone else. So I'm not at all saying... Don't do it, but I'm just saying that that's just kind of how I choose to view food, and that's why I feel that I have that healthy relationship with food now, versus when I didn't years ago during my anorexia and my eating disorder. Definitely ramping up the carbs. Definitely need to find a pasta place of some sort in Berlin the night before. That's always the key thing for me is pasta. I love having pasta the last week before, so definitely more carbohydrates, but by no means trying to measure or push the boundaries or anything the next question asks how many miles slash runs do you break in a shoe in before a marathon so this i i've typically heard that you were meant to like basically buy your running shoe that you would like to run in a month before race day just to make sure that you've broken them in and even then a lot of people say that you're not really meant to quote unquote break in shoes you're meant to go and have that gait analysis and make sure that you're properly fitted so that you're not having to go through any sorts of pains when you're first wearing the shoes and if you are feeling pains they may not be the right shoe for you so I guess when we're talking about breaking in shoes just kind of getting some mileage in them before you run on the big day um i will say though my half marathon my very first half marathon i actually bought like brand new brooks that i did have a gait analysis for the day before a marathon the day before my half marathon which i'm not sure was a good idea or not but it ended up being okay and i ran a two hour one minute half marathon but yeah typically i've heard that the the rule of thumb is buying them about a month before your half marathon race day and so Yeah, I've had my current, the shoes that I'll be running in, I've had them for quite a while. I just don't tend to run in them as much. And I've heard of that as well. With runners kind of having a good number of shoes that they rotate through but having those race day shoes specifically for race days i have taken them on some long runs but they're still kind of sitting in the early 200s in terms of mileage which is why i think that they're fine to wear for berlin and london um and typically the rule of thumb is with you know knowing when to change out your shoes as well that's around a 300 to 500 mile kind of marker so it kind of depends on the feel for you and what feels best i typically tend to change most of mine between 300 and 400 not necessarily right when i hit 300 but if i start to creep up towards 400 that's when i know that i need to change and switch out my shoes but yeah i hope that helps and the last question is just around how do you cast a ballot for the Berlin slash London race? So with Berlin, I actually did not cast a ballot. I ran, um, I chose to run with a charity, as I mentioned earlier with Alzheimer's Society. And I don't know if the Berlin ballot works the same as the London ballot, but the London ballot will typically open sort of around the day, either the day of the marathon or just following. And you'll basically submit a ballot for the next year's marathon marathon, you won't find out until some months before the actual marathon. And I don't know what the exact day would be this coming year that you'd find out just because I know that for London Marathon 2023, they're going to be moving it back to that April date rather than the October date. So for example, I think Jack found out that he got his ballot place in about January, February time of this year. So pretty early in the year, but still a good amount of time ahead of the marathon. So maybe thinking that or just knowing that April is kind of, you know, early in the new year, you might find out whether or not you got that ballot place sooner rather than later. But I think you, if you follow the London Marathon account and the Berlin Marathon account on social media, I'm sure that they'll kind of share stories and posts with like a step-by-step guide on how you can cast a ballot. But I'd highly recommend that you do because it's a great way to get into some of these races and get a chance to run in some of these big city races. And for the last part of the episode, I just to kind of quickly talk about just thoughts and ideas and plans that i have come 2023 and kind of what my running plans are at the moment so with i mentioned manchester marathon 2023 that's in april of next year that's kind of the only marathon that i have on the books and like in the plan at the moment. I will say though, I am kind of thinking and I am kind of prepared to start getting a bit more serious about my running. And so I'm excited because I'm starting to kind of look into coaching and like one-on-one coaching with a certified running coach here in the UK. And so I'm really excited to start looking into that and start really taking my running seriously and like take it to the next level because I really feel like, Over the past two years that I've been doing distance running consistently since the pandemic, I have really found a love for it and know that I want to do it long term. But I feel like to hit some of these goals that I want to in life, such as running in the Boston Marathon, you need a qualifying time of three hours, 30 minutes. So I definitely need a coach for that. And I know it's not impossible. And I know that it won't also happen overnight. So I'm willing to put the work in. But I think that's kind of what's next in like my plan for races. I'll definitely sign up for a couple of half marathons as well, just because I had so much fun at this one a few weeks back. But at the moment, those are kind of the plans. And yeah, I just hope that this episode encourages you and encourages you to go and sign up for a marathon if you've always been considering it, because I think that there's such a great way to incorporate structure into your life to help give you that time of the day to work on yourself and improve yourself and your health or your running or your fitness. It's, it is definitely something that takes up a lot of your life once you sign up for one and like are committed to one. But I think, and you know, I talk about so much here on the podcast, running is so much more than the physical health benefits. It's so much more for me, the mental health benefits. It helps me start my day right and just puts me on a positive foot and just really helps me start the day in the best mood. And running just brings me so much happiness through, you know, that those endorphins and brings me so much therapy serotonin and You know, so many people I think are so reluctant to sign up for a marathon and I think there's a crazy statistic like 1% of people in the world have ever run a marathon or will ever run a marathon. And so it is a pretty big deal to be able to say that you've run a marathon, but I think so many people hold themselves back because the number 26.2 miles or 42 kilometers if you measure in kilometers is so daunting to people. But I just want to encourage you that if you put in the work, you put in the training, you put in the effort, you can cross that finish line 100%. And I'm really excited to see what happens at Berlin, what happens with Jack at London, and kind of just what happens in the next year with running. I'm really excited to kind of see where it takes me. And yeah, so I just want to say thank you for listening to this episode. And I can't wait to share an episode in a few weeks recapping both Berlin and London marathons. All right, everyone, that's going to wrap up another episode of the Resiliency in Running podcast. I really do hope that you enjoyed it. As always, the link to my fundraiser will be in the show notes with Alzheimer's Society. You can still check it out before race day. I really hope you do, as well as links to other episodes mentioned and social media links in the show notes. Otherwise, I will see you in the next episode. Bye. Bye.